0: Welcome to the heart of Caris Excel, building whole wise women for God's purpose. God is faithful and he's always with us. So let us acknowledge him because at the end of the day, he is the all in all, it's all about him. So Father, God Almighty, our Savior, our Creator, our all in all, we acknowledge you today. At the end of the day, God, you are God. From everlasting to everlasting, you are God. We put all of our faith, all of our trust in you, all of our reliance, we lean completely upon you in all situations. And we know, God, that according to your word, you will help us in every situation. You are very present help in any situation. You have promised that you will give us grace to help in time of need, grace in any situation, grace to steward our families. You will give us grace in every situation. And for this, God, we are thankful. We thank you for every good and perfect gift that comes down from you, the Father of lights, in whom is no variableness nor shadow of turning. We thank you. Oh, bless the Lord, O oh, my soul and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Forget not all his benefits. God, we do not forget your benefits. We take nothing for granted. We thank you, O God. Our focus, as we are aware, is on maturity, right? The Lord is talking to all of us about becoming mature. There are different aspects of maturity, so this meeting is a focus on practical maturity, or we can call it maturity and the cubic life. We don't just need maturity to read the scriptures or whatever. We need maturity in every area. The Lord wants each one of us to become personally mature in every area of our lives. We are spirit, soul, and body. Let's look at this scripture, 3 John Verse 2, and that verse reads as follows. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. So let us get out of our head when this verse says, I pray that you may prosper in all things. that That means that if we don't have money, we are not prospering. No, it's not that at all. To prosper really means that we are victorious, we are triumphant, we have security in every aspect of our lives. So we prosper in all things, and then he prays that we will be in health, which literally here is talking about our physical health as well as our mental health. So we are talking more about the natural here, if you know what I mean. So we prosper as our soul prospers, and we know our soul is our thinking system. Our soul is our mind, our emotions. So all of that, God wants to prosper. So if we are coming to a state of maturity, we are supposed to be able to function in every context of our lives. And in order to do that, to some extent we, have, we need knowledge. If we could understand, for example, why we are... Getting so depressed, or how come we always have some kind of propensity towards something to do with our mind? Today we want to talk a little bit about the health of your mind, and that's where we have one of our experts, our guest speaker, who will talk to us about how the mind works, how it functions, because knowledge is a wonderful thing to have. God will not have us be ignorant. The more you know, the more you understand. Well, now I know I need to go to a professional, or no, all I need to do is to stop taking all that sugar, or whatever it is. We need knowledge. So therefore, we will ask our guest speaker to talk to us about our minds, and the brain, and how the human brain functions. We have our guest speaker, Fareed Yusuf. So welcome, Fareed. Let's hear what Fareed has to say to us. Thank you, Fareed.
1: Thank you, Mrs. Woodruff. If you think about the need for our minds to be sharp and to be able to be in tune with God and connect with what he wants, then brain health is for all of us at all of our lives, every point in our life. So let's try and translate this to wherever we find ourselves. So we want to talk a little bit about dementia and Alzheimer's disease. So dementia is a general term where we, our memory starts to deteriorate, it affects our language, it can affect our problem-solving skills, how we perceive time and space. But the key thing to dementia is it starts to interfere with our daily life. Okay, when it really starts to interfere with our daily life, then we might say it's gone beyond normal aging or normal cognitive issues you might be having, and it's now something you might need to be a little bit more concerned about. Alzheimer's disease and dementia are often used synonymously because the majority of cases of dementia, over 50%, are caused by Alzheimer's disease. And the other big block inside of that is vascular dementia, which has to do with high blood pressure, and we're going to talk about those types of things. So to a large extent, we can say when we're talking about dementia, deterioration in cognitive function, we're talking about Alzheimer's disease. Basically, the substance of your brain starts to be destroyed. It starts with memory, but for those of you who know somebody who has Alzheimer's disease, you know it's going to pro- progress, and it's very unpleasant, and it's very destabilizing, not just for the individual, of course, because they lose their whole life in a certain sense, but also the caregivers who are around them. Alzheimer's has been increasing exponentially over the last period of time, Because in the last 100 years, life expectancy has almost doubled. So if you were born and if we were living in 1923, our life expectancy would probably be around 50. Now our life expectancy is close to 80, and it's higher for women than for men. And 2 thirds of people with Alzheimer's tend to be women because they tend to live a little bit longer than men. And so we hear a lot about Alzheimer's disease, and it can provoke fear and worry. And why why does it provoke fear and worry? Well, one, because I just described, it is a very terrible disease. Two, it has no cure, meaning if you get it, you can't cure it, right? But inside of that, there's something that's not spoken about often enough, and it's something that's not highlighted enough by health professionals. And that is, prevention is better than cure. So when we think about Alzheimer's disease, we want to remember, that there's no cure, but we can prevent it. Or we can significantly reduce our risk. So, to assume that if you live to 80, you're automatically going to get Alzheimer's disease is a wrong assumption. And if you think about it, if you live to 80, and you can extend your cognitive health by five years, that's excellent at that stage of your life. That five years is actually a very significant movement. So any movement we can do to improve our cognitive health and push decline further, longer, is better for us. So I'll read the 12 risk factors. Physical inactivity, right? We'll talk about that in a little while. I'm not going to talk to you about smoking. Excessive alcohol consumption, the same thing. Air pollution. Air pollution, a little bit more tricky, depending on where you live. Head injury. All I'll say about that is as you get older, be more cautious. So don't take risks. Don't take risks. A good example is they say as you get older, you should remove carpets from your home. Uh, Women can suffer from osteoporosis. Carpets can cause you to trip if you have slippers. When you reach a certain age, if you trip, there's a danger of fracturing your hip. That's not really the big, big problem if it happens. The big problem is the eight weeks to 12 weeks you have to spend in hospital immobilized. At a certain age, that can be very, very deleterious. That's accidents. And then infrequent social contact, less education, obesity, hypertension, diabetes, depression, hearing impairment. So let's talk about that. Almost 50% of risk can be reduced if we do the things we're going to talk about today. And the things I'm going to tell you are not things you've been... You've been hearing these all the time, so I'm telling you, nothing new. Use it or lose it. We often apply that to muscles, but it's actually true for the brain. The more you utilize your mind, the more you're going to develop something called cognitive reserve. So your brain is made out of brain cells, and the brain cells talk to each other through forming connections. Let's imagine, to get Alzheimer's disease, you have have to get down to 25 connections. So let's say the average brain has 100 connections, and to get Alzheimer's disease, you have to get down to 25 connections. So you have to lose 75. Well, one of the ways to stop getting down to 25 is don't start at 100, start at 150. That's what cognitive reserve means. If you use your brain, you take your connections from 100 to 150. So while Alzheimer's or anything, just life and mortality, trying to take away your connections, you adding connections. So mortality, trying to take away a connection, you're adding a connection. Use it or lose it. The key here is you have to do new things. You see, you might be in maths, and you might think, well, because I'm doing maths every day, I'm using my brain. No, you're not. You're using the accustomed pathways. You're not forming new connections. The key is you have to do new things. You know? Behold, I do a new thing. So here are some examples. Learn new information. If you like maths, don't do Sudoku. Do crosswords. If you like mystery novels, read Shakespeare. Read Shakespeare. Yes. So don't do the same thing you do all the time and think you're using your mind because you're not forming new connections. Everybody understands? Develop new skills. So learn a language. Play an instrument. Learn to play an instrument. Start cooking new dishes. You have to do something different. Okay? Everything is new. Uh, Do things differently. If you go for walks, walk in different environments. Take different routes. Expose yourself to multiple forms of stimulation. Go and look at art, listen to different types of music, taste different foods. The important thing is we want new connections. That's the key to the use it and lose it. Community, loneliness and isolation are a major risk factor for dementia. So talking to people, talking to different people, having different conversations, And of course, that's not going to just feed into Alzheimer's. It's it's a very complex thing where it improves your mental health. It improves your mood. It's a whole set of things. But ultimately, ultimately, what you're doing is you're forming new connections. You're keeping your brain healthy. So when the Lord talks to us about community, he's dealing with our soul and our health. And he's already taking care of these things that we're talking about. You might have seen hearing losses associated with Alzheimer's. They're not exactly sure. But if you think about it, if you start to lose your hearing, you might want to start isolating yourself. Or you might not be doing it on purpose, but you can't hear what's going on. So don't worry. Go and get a hearing aid. So community is a big, big factor when we're talking about mental health and we're talking about keeping cognitive function going forward. Exercise. Anything that's good for your heart is good for your brain. What you really want to do, though, when we're talking about dementia, you want to get your heart rate up a little bit. So cardiovascular exercise. But anything will work, right? Walking, jogging, swimming, dancing. You would like to dance for your exercise? Do that. Gardening. Going out in the garden and doing your gardening. Picking up leaves, picking up different things, planting stuff. Whatever works for you. The key thing is it should work for you. It should work for you. That's the key thing. And then also, it's good to mix in some strength training to keep uh, our muscles strong and so on. And that also then feeds back to affect how your brain works. If you have high blood pressure, if you have obesity, if you have diabetes, if you're not exercising, your risk for dementia goes right up. And the last one, reduce stress. And the world tells us many types of things, but I thought the thing for us to focus on here is what's our world about, right? It's about maturity, it's about trusting God, it's about prayer, it's about studying the word, it's about meditating on his word. All of these things have been shown by scientific studies to reduce stress and also to reduce the incidence of dementia. So it basically means that God has given us a set of very easy, accessible tools that simply require us to make a number of choices that can help us slow the effect of mortality on our bodies. And the more we slow it down is the closer we get to the return of Christ.
0: You have been listening to the Heart of Karis XL. Building whole wise women for God's purpose.